0: Good morning, happy Wednesday, cheers, and welcome to the business wind-up. Zara, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm still breathing, so it's a good day. Well,
0: cheers to that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sometimes it's like that, though, right? Like the accomplishment of the day is that I'm up and then I'm breathing.
1: (laughs) Yep that is that is truly the accomplishment today
0: (laughs) Uh, I know how you feel like I've had uh, this week has been a pretty good week for me but I've I've definitely had days and weeks like that where it's everything just to get out of bed and just to get something done whatever it is that you might be trying to get done like sometimes it feels impossible
1: yeah yeah (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> that's enough isn't it
1: <laughs> it did not help being sick and right. i don't get sick often but when i do get sick it's bad
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so what are we talking about today zara
1: i think we decided to talk on marketing
0: yes in person in person marketing yeah. yes sir which is something uh, that you're pretty good at right
1: I think so. I pride myself on it a little bit. Um, I feel like it's where I've built my business. So it, you know, the relationships that you build, I think are the most important things. Mm -hmm. And that's what in-person marketing is all about is building those relationships and making sure that you keep up with them. So yeah. Let's, let's talk
2: about that.
0: So we've got uh, my wife is here hanging out in the stream. Shane joined us already. Hello to Lindy Morgan. And Steve is here. Uh, so the gang is showing up. And my wife's already got a question. <laughs> <laughs> Good so, morning
2: to you too, Kim. <laughs> um,
0: her, her question, and, and if this comes in your notes, then we can get to it there. Uh, and I'll hand this over to you in just a second. But uh, her question is, how do you keep up with all the relationships? Because there's only so much time during the day.
1: It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you drop the ball. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes it does happen that way. What are you going to do, right? You'd like, we're yeah. human beings. We can only do so much.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it, it's hard. Oh, uh, man. Okay, so.
0: Let's do this.
1: Should we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm half asleep today.
0: <laughs> Maybe you need more wine.
1: Maybe, or coffee. <laughs> or coffee. <laughs> Uh, hey, I read a study that it was done by like Stanford or someone, you know, higher up like that. They they did um, a study that if you drink five to six cups of black coffee a day, you will live five years longer than your counterparts. Really? Yep. Because I don't like coffee, coffee. Black coffee has antioxidants that are specifically cancer fighting. So there's your tip of the day. Pretty sure uh, wine
0: has those too, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) I think so. Something like that. I think wine's better for your heart though. So cardiologists will tell you not to drink coffee and uh, oncologists will tell you to drink coffee. There you
0: go. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll stick with my wine for this morning at least. All right. (laughs) All right. So marketing in person, like obviously we know that building relationships. I think most people know intuitively that building relationships is is an important thing, right? So how do we go about doing that, Zara?
1: Okay. So my biggest thing is I wanted to start off with like two examples, I guess. The first one being, if you are just starting out and you don't really have a portfolio, you're brand new to this, the best way to go is to make a list of Who are your immediate contacts? So your family, your friends, um, anyone that you're close to or really believes in what you do, and people that would truly support you in whatever business you are starting. It can be photography, it can be whatever else. And then you reach out to them. And my mentality has always been reach out to them and see how you can help them with whatever your skill is. So if you're doing photography and you want to do, let's say branding photography, which is a really easy one, right? Reach out to the people in your life who have businesses and see how you can improve their business or how you can contribute to improving their business. I think when you approach relationships with the mentality of what can I do for you versus what am I going to get out of this? That's when you build a solid foundation that you can actually use later on in life and later on in your business. And so my approach has always been that way. Like I will approach people with, what can I do for you to help you grow your business? And I mean, even if you look at us doing this, when I reached out on Facebook asking about video advice, you just helped me. Like you didn't look to see what there was in it for
2: you.
0: And and I had, and I had no agenda either. Right. Um, You know, like I just, I just saw you ask for help and offered the help that I had to give. Um, Right. And that's not to say that having an agenda, that agenda being like building a relationship or trying to build your business is a bad thing. But I was just, my entire, my entire approach was, you know, I have value to offer the thing you need help with. I'm going to give that.
2: Right.
1: Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people nowadays go wrong is that they're constantly looking to see, well, what am I going to get out of this? Mm -hmm. Like, if I put in this effort, if I put in this time, what am I going to get out of it? And I think that's where we go wrong. Like, that's where we screw up because we're just looking out for ourselves versus looking out for the other people and then having them look out for us. And it's not gonna, you know, not every single person is gonna have the same heart as you. Not everyone is going to help you. And sometimes you are gonna feel like you're being taken advantage of, but in the long run, the relationships you build, there'll be few, but those few relationships will catapult your business. Like one of the best examples I have that's really recent is I have two makeup artists that I work with almost religiously. Um, I have a couple of others that if Tiffany and Chelsea are busy, like I'll pull them in. But Tiffany and Chelsea are my two go to's. And I've been working with them for years. Initially, when I started working with them, I hired them to help me on shoots, like I paid them their rate for them to come do hair and makeup for my clients. And through, you know, working with them, we became friends. And all of a sudden, like, I wanted to help them grow their business, not because they were going to do stuff for me for free or anything like that. But like, I really like them as human beings. And I was starting out with like the branding portion of my business. So I started doing their branding photos and offering, you know, to help with marketing, advertising, whatever they needed. And some of my biggest clients now have been sent to me by them. By one of my branding clients that like I love her to death. She's actually two hours from me. Um, so she doesn't even live here. <laughs> She was referred to me by Tiffany because they went to high school together. And so now I work with her, and my branding client has sent me just in the past month. I've gotten five referrals from her that have all booked.
2: That's awesome. And
1: so, because I did something purely out of wanting to help a friend. I've built a business with clients who keep coming back. And these are clients who have signed on for six months to a year. It's not just like one-time things. So this is continuous income I'm going to be getting purely because I truly wanted to help someone. And so if you always approach relationships with that mindset, not all of them will pan out, but the ones that do pan out are going to be awesome. hmm
0: So we've got a couple of comments and questions. Um, (laughs) My wife says, and I don't like the word she used here, but she says, I feel like I'm constantly nagging at Spiros. Did you contact whomever back or whatever? Uh, She is constantly reminding me because I've been bad about that. uh, And I'm trying to get better at it. Uh, And Shane has a comment that actually touches on something that I and probably everybody could implement for this. Which is, uh, Shane says, I keep a contact list of all of my clientele with detailed information on them, birth dates if I can get them, children, family, pets, whatever. Uh, my Outlook calendar prompts me a week in advance of clients' particular life events, including the anniversary of our interaction, and I reach out to them. And he says, automation helps.
1: Absolutely.
0: So there's a there's a thing that you could do right there, and, and that's like a simple automation. Just can't, just use right. a calendar and put stuff in a calendar. This actually reminds me. This was a comedic. Uh, this was used to comedic effect, but it was still um, illustrating the exact same point. I don't know, Zara. Do you watch the the uh, TV show Superstore? Uh uh-uh, no. Oh my god, you should. Everybody should watch Superstore. That show is freaking hilarious. Especially if you've ever worked in retail, <laughs> you will appreciate it even more. But regardless of that, there was a situation where the manager of the store was trying to get something done. Uh, he was trying to like get uh, a mistaken order to be taken back by the delivery person. And The delivery person didn't want to take it back. And the manager pulled out his notebook in which he did the same thing that Shane does but in his notebook he had all kinds of dirt about the guy's mistresses and stuff because <laughs> the guy would tell him about it and he would and he was making notes for building the relationship <laughs> but yep. then he used it then he used it for a slightly more nefarious purpose i'm not suggesting you do that but the the yeah, point is yeah maybe don't
1: keep track of the mistresses
0: <laughs> right 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 but the point is you know that automation and and, and making notes right that's why facebook gives you birthday reminders because We're human beings and we forget things, but taking that five seconds to wish somebody a happy birthday, that's a, that's a really powerful thing. People, people notice that and it makes them feel good.
1: Yep. And people like doing business with people they like. Mm -hmm. So your friends are going to more likely want to do business with you versus Mm -hmm. someone you don't know, uh, For example, like when I was looking for daycares for my kid, like I went to one of my clients because I trusted her and I knew her and I knew she'd take great care of my child,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, versus going to some random person or, you know, something that I found on Google. Like I want to do business with people I like because I want to support them. And that's just human nature.
0: Right, right. And, And another thing to think about is how often, how much time we spend reading reviews trying to find something that makes us feel more trustworthy about the thing we're trying to engage with whether it's you know an airbnb or or the product you're trying to buy on amazon
1: right but if i gave you a recommendation like again example like you told me hey go buy this mic go buy these lights and i was like i didn't even look at the reviews (laughs) i just clicked on it and said okay amazon ship
0: right right exactly exactly so you know uh, it Go ahead.
1: Those personal recommendations are definitely going to be way more valuable than any other review.
0: So let's talk about building, like how to actually cultivate those, how to go out and get those. But before we, before we do, we've got a question from Jessica as well. Jessica Burton says, um, she is an aspiring photographer and, uh, oh, and she says I'm one of her biggest inspirations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, she watches my videos. Uh, what is your biggest piece of advice for a new and upcoming photographer? so uh, there's there's two prongs to that and I'll take the first prong and then I'm gonna hand the second prong off to you Zara. yeah uh, the first prong is um, focus on your skills and not on your gear uh, and and that should and hopefully does come through in my videos but Uh, Your skill as a photographer is far, 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 and will always be far more important than whatever piece of gear that you might be using. Um, And that will develop your ability as a photographer regardless of your means and your budget because you will learn to use the gear you have to great effect because you can. The gear doesn't matter nearly as much as you do as the creator behind that. And that's that's the skill set side of creating the product. Which is your photography? The next piece is exactly what we're talking about, and and you cannot neglect this now. If you want to turn your photography into a business, start now. Don't wait. Start now. And Zara, yep. like, what should she do to start with that? Like, what are the what are, for somebody just getting into this? What do you suggest?
1: So- it's kind of it kind of goes back to our very first mm-hmm. I think episode of this is that you need to figure out what you want to photograph, so what like what is it? Do you want to do boudoir? Do you want to do portraits? Do you want to do families, weddings, pets? Um, do you want to be a commercial photographer? Do you want to do architecture? So once you figure out what genre of photography pulls you the most, then you have to figure out who your ideal client is in that. And I think this is probably, this could be a whole like week long talk on how to figure out your ideal clients. But really the bottom line is like, I'll walk you guys through one of my ideal clients. So for my boudoir business, my ideal client um, is a woman between the ages of 25 and 60. She, Has either a career or something she's really passionate about. She's financially set. Um, She is really into self-care. So she has hair appointments. She has standing, you know, nail and facial appointments. She goes to the gym. She really takes care of herself. Um, She really values her friendships and her relationships, but she's also very cautious of where she spends her money. So even though typically my clients are earning well into six figures, they don't spend money willy-nilly. They are very cautious of where that money is being spent, and they're very aware of the investments they're making. So based on that, like I have a client profile, I start finding – Businesses and people that deal with those clients, and then I build relationships with them so that we can share clients. Does I mean, that make
0: sense? I, I think it does, and and I, and I think I just want to reiterate that point that you made because I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people will make is they won't target the relationships they're trying to build. Uh, right. And it, and and they might approach trying to build the relationships like throwing spaghetti at a wall and just you know. Connecting with anybody and everybody. And right. That's not to say that building more relationships is bad, but if you're trying to get started and you're trying to build your specific business, make sure you're targeting your mar- your, your marketing and your, your relationship building to people who are the clients or who serve the clients that you want.
2: Right.
1: <clears throat> well, and also I think what we forget is It just goes back to what Kim said earlier. Like, how do you keep up with these many relationships? You can't. And so because you have limited time and limited number of resources, really, you need to be pretty choosy and picky about who you're building these relationships with and which ones you're going to be able to keep up with versus being able to be friends with everyone. Like, it's great to have a million friends, but really – if you look at it, your core group of friends who you really trust are a handful. Like I have maybe five
2: mm-hmm.
1: and ha- more than half of them are my family. So <laughs> you
0: know, right, right.
1: there's that. But <laughs> once you figure out who your client is, then you can really target the relationships that are going to bring you the most amount of clients, most amount of revenue, and really focus your energy on that. I'm not saying the, every other relationship in your life but if we're talking from a business standpoint like you have to be practical like emotions have to be left out of business decisions because if we based everything on emotions we'd be screwed
0: (laughs) god we'd be totally screwed (laughs) so quick quick question before we we walk into like the step-by-step of actually doing this going out and trying to build these relationships Um, just I think you're right. We should probably take an entire show and just talk about identifying your ideal client. But can you give us like a thumbnail sort of, you know, two minute um, exercise that people can do to identify their client if they just have no idea where to start?
1: Absolutely. So, okay, we decided like what genre of photography you want to be in. So let's say you want to be a wedding photographer. That's probably the easiest one to go with, um, with wedding photography. Now I would say from there, look at, okay, what, what does my bride like? Where does she shop? How old she is? What are the activities she likes to do? Do you like brides who are, um, outdoorsy maybe you want to do adventure weddings or do you like the more traditional bride do you want someone who is going to be all about the decorations and the dress and the shoes or do you want someone who's going to be more about the food figure out what they like so figure out who they are and I would say the first couple of things I would do is figure out their age what their income is what they spend their time and money on and where they hang out if you can find those four things, it'll be pretty easy to identify where where you're going to be able to find these brides.
0: Let's just recap what you said there one more time, if you could. You said the four key things would be what? The age?
1: The age, mm-hmm. what their income is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where they hang out outside okay. of work, so what activities they like to do, where are they spending their time and money. Mm-hmm. And I'm spacing out on my (laughs) phone.
0: Well, it's a good thing that this is a podcast and they can replay this as well.
1: (laughs) Um, Where they spend their time and money and then what they value, I think, was the one that I said. Um, I go into a much detailed list and I actually have I have a PDF somewhere of Mm -hmm. like a fill in the blank of how you figure out your clients and we can definitely link that in here okay um, for people to download but it goes through you know they're like the basic three to four things and then you just get really detailed because once we figure out what age they are once we figure out what their income is what they do with their free time and what they value from there you can figure out okay well what gym are they going to so if it's For example, I'll go back to my boudoir one because I know that client really well. My boudoir clients are typically, they're in the six figures and they're spending a lot of time and money on themselves. So when it comes to which gym they're going to be at, they're going to be at private gyms with private personal trainers. And if they're not at a private gym, they're going to be at Lifetime. I don't know. Like some people might have a Lifetime there. Some people might not. But Lifetime in Denver and pretty much across the board is like the country club. Of gyms, (laughs) it's like a twenty four hour fitness, but on steroids. Like they have a cafe, they have this like crazy daycare center, they have a like a full spa in there, they have several hot tubs and saunas, and then their personal trainers are considered some of the best. Mm -hmm. And so I have a membership to Lifetime because I know my clients go there, and. Therefore, if I build relationships with the personal trainers who are there or just the people who work at the spa or the people who work at the cafe, that opens up more doors for my clients to come to me.
0: So so this sort of relationship building is strategically putting yourself in the same place that your ideal client is going to be. Yep. And then sort of... Um, ambiently building relationships there that's you're not necessarily like okay i'm gonna go to the gym today and get a membership so i can network rather you're going there you're you're just being part of that community essentially
1: exactly and because you can't force relationships i mean yes you can reach out to people but you can't just force relationships. Mm -hmm. And so if you're putting yourself in the same areas as your ideal clients, you are naturally going to start building relationships and friendships with the people that are there and therefore going to attract those. Like one of the best things I can say is find a local coffee shop, find a local coffee shop and hang out there, figure out, you know, who the owners are, who the baristas are, like what the people are who are coming in and out. And once you, find that community, you're going to find other business owners, you're going to find people who are looking for family portraits, who are social media influencers, maybe students who need senior photos. It just it will start bringing people in. I think one of the biggest things that I have an issue with with today's society is that we hide behind screens. And we think that because we have a camera. And that we can put pretty pictures up on Facebook. Business is just going to fall into our lap. But it goes back to that. People do business with people they like.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: if all they see is pictures on a computer screen on your Facebook page, they don't know who you are.
0: Right. And they don't care. You know, and and that's not to be mean. That's just the reality of it. People people don't care about you until you essentially make them care about you. And that's through building a relationship, however you build it. Absolutely all right
1: I have a question from um, one of my clients Renata mm-hmm. she's amazing um, and she said how do you find those four things we'll we'll go ahead and post the PDF and you guys can download that and that way um, you can kind of fill it in and then Nicole said, but what if I want all the clients
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think in a way we all want all the clients right
1: <laughs> well, Yes and no. Okay, so here is here is my take on that. Let's say you're a wedding photographer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Weddings happen mostly on weekends. There are 52 weekends in a year, which means there's 104, right? Saturday and Sundays. Mm-hmm. You are one person. Could you really photograph 104 weddings
0: no. in one year? No. You would wanna kill yourself at the end of that year.
1: Absolutely. Like yeah,
0: that my would be highest brutal. year Poodle.
1: Yep. My highest year was forty three weddings and wow. I think I wanted to stab my eyes out.
0: <laughs>
2: I
1: I made a ton of money but it was painful. Mm -hmm. Like I never want to do that again. So like now I won't do more than 10 weddings. Right. So what is it to me if a client comes to me and I can't accommodate them or if they're not the right client for me, I send them to someone else. I refer out clients all the time to my local photographers.
0: And that's a form of relationship building.
1: Cause then they send clients back to me. I just, right before I was flying out to Canada, someone reached out to me for a a surprise proposal session. And it's someone that, you know, is a really good friend of mine. In fact, I met him through a coffee shop um, and I couldn't do it. So I reached out to my network of photographers here to figure out who could do it and got it covered. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That client is still going to come to me for their wedding photos Mm -hmm. because I went above and beyond to provide them a service Because I care about them because they're a friend.
0: Right, right. So we've got a couple of comments here. Um, Dean said, uh, I'm reaching out to the dog groomer of our mini schnauzer. As a result, I got one of their clients to have a shoot with me. That's exactly what we're talking about. And then he followed up and said, I'm also doing some work for a charity as a result of Instagram images of the dog. This has also generated some interest from followers of the charity. Yep. That's a really nice example.
1: That's the perfect example. That's what Nicole was saying, too, um, Mm -hmm. on my page, is that some of her best clients have come from volunteer work.
0: Mm -hmm. And Brittany says, recently reached out to a wedding venue in which we were permitted to use for our boudoir clientele. The owner and her husband have never had professional photos done. As a thank you, my makeup artist and I offered them a family session on the farm, and they've been one of our biggest supporters ever since
1: see perfect like that's exactly what it's about is building those relationships purely because you want to Mm -hmm. now i'm not saying go like let's say there's a venue that you really love but like you can't stand the owners and you don't see eye to eye Mm -hmm. with them don't go try to be friends with them just to build your business because that's going to be ingenuine and if it's not a genuine you know want to help them people are clever like our gut tells us when something is real and something isn't mm-hmm. and if something's off like that relationship isn't going to grow
0: right right yeah it's got to be a genuine relationship mm-hmm. so zara walk us through like the literal step by step of of cuz if you have no idea where to start if 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 somebody like uh you know, somebody like Jessica's is, is literally just getting started. They've taken, you know, the five minutes and used those four points, um, age, income, figuring out where they hang out and what they value and identified some potential places that they could go and try to build a relationship. Um, like what's the step by the step of them doing just that, starting out and walking out and trying to build like three relationships by going to three different places that they've identified that their clients would be frequenting?
1: So I would say the first thing, like if you have no portfolio, nothing going on, like you're brand new, you just got your first, you know, $600 camera at Best Buy. The best thing to do is to reach out to your immediate friends and family and see if they would want some free photos. That's going to do two things. One, it's going to build your portfolio, it's going to get them pictures. And it's going to start building their trust in you as a photographer, especially if they really like your work. From there, I would go to my friends and say, OK, do you know anyone who within the next 30 days needs a photo session, whether you know it's portrait or whatever you're wanting to do, pets, branding, architecture. And it's not going to be a free session. It's going to be a discounted session because Once I feel like you are past your immediate family, I believe in always charging, because when you're charging, even if it's twenty five dollars or fifty dollars, it creates a value and puts a value to you versus you being the free photographer that's constantly just going to do anything for their portfolio. So I would ask, hey, do you know anyone who needs photos within the next 30 days and then reach out to them? And I would also ask any friends and family to keep an eye out for any opportunities. And this seems like a silly thing to ask, but like it's taken my mother almost 10 years to start referring people to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she's my mom and I know she loves my work and I know she believes in what I do, but it's, it's very easy for people to forget what you do or to remember like, Oh, this is an opportunity where they might need a photographer and Really, once my mom started referring me to her coworkers, like I photograph all of her coworkers now, and it's great. Like, I love them. They love me. It's a great relationship, but it took 10 years for her to get there. So a constant reminder of, and I would, I would like throw it out in her face. I'd be like, hey, mom, did you refer me to anyone? Because she'd be talking about how, oh, you know, Jenny is pregnant, and she's so cute. And I'm like, hey, did you offer, you know, if she wanted to get some maternity pictures done? And so once she finally started doing that, it you know started building that part of my business. And mm-hmm. so remind people like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Hey, don't you don't need to like beg them or anything like that. Don't just a gentle reminder of, hey, you know, your friend Susie, who you know has three kids. Do you think she'd like some mommy and me photos or hey, I know, you know, your coworker has a high school senior. Do you think they would like some senior photos? just gently reminding them. So that that would be my first three things I would do if I was brand new starting out, didn't have any kind of networking to go to just start building that network with the people that are closest to you. Now, if you're a little bit further along, and you have a portfolio, and you have some clients, or at least you've had people who you know you've worked with, what I would do is I would start making a list of what businesses in your area, local businesses, target that same market, so that same client base. Is it a gym? Is it a coffee shop? Is it a wedding venue? Um, Is it maybe a local hotel, like a privately owned hotel or an Airbnb that you would love to work with? Is it the dog groomer or a charity that you are really passionate about? Like one of my closest relationships is Cap for Kids, which is a charity for um, day support, kids and their families who are going through childhood cancer. So they'll do up to $10,000 per family. They'll pay their bills. They'll pay their mortgage. They'll support them in whatever they need financially. And so I offer to do their family photos for them. So when they get a new kiddo in, we do family photos for them. And anytime they need any kind of marketing stuff or things like that, I'll go out and do some of their photos. And, in fact, Spiros, you know them. Um, Two, their cosplayers. Rebecca was oh, really yeah. – yeah. So Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they're one of my favorite people to work with. Like not only is it something that I feel like is good, but it has sent me clients and it's also a tax deduction when mm-hmm. you're working with charities. So right. it's, it's a win-win on all sides, mm-hmm. but it gets me new work. It gets me in front of new people. And it builds that relationship that when, whether it's, The charity that needs something or one of their clients or someone that they work with they send me people so finding charities finding local businesses finding anyone who might want to partner with you find those people and build those relationships like buying someone a cup of coffee is totally worth it or a glass of wine is totally worth it to me to build that relationship versus spending a hundred dollars on a facebook ad Like that relationship is 100% going to result in more money or at least a better experience than the Facebook ads will.
0: One of the things that's worth mentioning is, um, (laughs) and and your point about your mom actually kind of illustrates this, (laughs) is that these relationships um, do not necessarily pay immediate dividends and you shouldn't expect them to. Um, Right. You have to build a relationship and over time that relationship provides value both ways. You provide value to them, they provide value to you. But don't walk into, um, you know, a relationship building situation and immediately expect that if you do something from them, they're going to just turn around and and dump whatever it is that you want in, in your lap. You shouldn't expect that at all. Uh, and that goes back to what you said about being genuine, Are I think is, is as much as you are trying to build this for your business, the relationship needs to be genuine and you yes. realistically should have no expectation of return on the relationship. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's, I guess the sad and kind of sucky part, if you will,
2: mm-hmm. of
1: it is that you're, you're not going to see an immediate return, um some of it might be like a short term return, but yeah. like none of it is going to be like a Facebook ad or Instagram or whatever, where they're immediately booking you. But those relationships will outlast any other type of marketing and they'll come back tenfold. Like I've had people from high school, which is 15 years ago, reach out to me for sessions for, you know, their weddings, their kids, pictures, branding pictures, and that's from 15 years ago, relationships that I've built. And it is like Spiros was saying, like a Facebook reminder, hey, happy birthday. I'll write them a little happy birthday note. And all of a sudden, they're messaging me asking, you know, if I can help them with a project. And those relationships are going to last you decades versus the immediate gratification of anything else. So mm-hmm. I think building genuine relationships with the people that you want to help and you want to grow with is the best way to go. Mm
2: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Uh, One of the things I wanted to ask, ask your thoughts on Zara, um, I I briefly investigated um, this, which is business networking groups. Uh, I ultimately didn't decide to join any of them because for the business that I have and had at the time, which is you know, doing what I do online and selling my courses and things of that nature, it didn't make sense to join a local business networking group. Um, and if you're not familiar, like you can find networking groups, they typically charge you to join. Uh, right. And then you have regular meetings once a week, once a month or or more, it depends on the group where you you all go in, you meet, everybody goes around the table and says what kind of client they're looking for. And then, as part of that group, basically your job is to refer people to that that these other people within your group. You know, so you'll have plumbers and electricians and photographers and daycares and whatever else. And when you interact with people, your job is to say, "Oh, you need a daycare? Well, I I know this great daycare right here." And then in return, their job is to say, "Oh, you need portraits of your son." Um, I know this great photographer you should go check out. Have you ever worked with groups like that? And and do you recommend that people um, investigate those sorts of groups?
1: So I haven't personally, but I have clients who have. And I think if you get it to the right group, it's perfect. Um mm-hmm. typically those groups are like one of each profession. So they're like mini masterminds and you'll have one photographer, one realtor, one, you know, lawyer, one CPA. Um, so it's a really great networking group to join. And I think that they work really well. Uh, personally, I haven't had experience with it, but I have a couple of people who do, they pretty much do architectural photography, real estate photography, and headshots. Mm-hmm. And they've had really good luck with those.
0: And and part of the reason I brought that up is that I thought it might be an approach that a person who... Uh, um struggles with giving themselves a structure to try to do something like this might find more useful because the structure is provided for you rather than you having to try to figure out okay where should i go what should i do right. which can be overwhelming for people which i totally get instead you can just say okay i've got my networking me- meeting this week um i need more clients they need more clients i know exactly what to do they know exactly what to do um, right. it can it can be an easier way to get you building relationships without the sort of overwhelm that can come from literally starting from scratch.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I think it would definitely be helpful for people who maybe have a little bit of like social anxiety,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: which I know like a lot of us do, especially in this day and age where we can't hide behind our phone and our computer. Um, like even doing this for me sometimes, you know, like I'm just sitting in my dining room, like
0: right
1: <laughs> but it can give it can give people social anxiety. Um, I think that having that networking group, like one of my girlfriends and I were talking about it that like it's so much easier to go to networking events if you're with someone else. Like going by yourself is always so much harder because I'll be the awkward person, you know, standing in the corner with like my glass and going, hi. But if you're with someone else, like you're a lot more approachable and you make things a lot more approachable. Like you're, it almost like, you know, you have your, your wingman. So you're going to have that like ego boost to be able to go up and talk to people. Um, and so having a networking group that kind of does that for you mm-hmm. is perfect. So yeah, if you have, and I know there's a bunch of them, bunch of different ones, like a local one where I would suggest that you know, there'd be one of each profession in there versus being like six photographers because yeah. that you're referring six people, it, it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, so finding a group that is just one of each profession, I mm-hmm. think would be very helpful.
0: Okay, so um, could you talk a little bit also, uh, and, and I've got a few thoughts I want to share on it as well, but could you talk a little bit of, uh, more about dealing with the anxiety of doing this sort of thing? Because, you know, obviously the anxiety is real and and I know it can be quite literally crushing for people um, f- to try to deal with. Uh, what What's some advice that you have for, for dealing with that when you're trying to do this kind of networking and build this kind of a business?
1: So as uh, someone who has major anxiety <laughs> over everything, everything freaks me out, um, I say that, One, personally, for me, what's been really helpful is keeping like a written goal list of like, this is what I need to do. And then from that goal list, what are the results? Like, what am I aiming for? So go out and meet three people today. Okay, what is that going to result in? Okay, potentially that could be, you know, three new clients or three new connections. Uh, The other thing is having a therapist. (laughs) <laughs> love my therapist <laughs> um just there's no shame in talk that it out. no i no, I, I 100% yeah, believe people. in it. It, it it's
0: it's a, it's a shame how many people still feel there's a stigma associated with that and there's no shame in getting help
2: at nope. all
1: i think it's the best thing you can do other than a house cleaner
0: house cleaners <laughs> are
1: even better <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I mean, right? <laughs> that's what's I spend my buddy. <laughs> um,
1: but I think the biggest thing is knowing that, like, at the end of the day, like, you're not going to die. If someone says no to you, I think our fear and our anxiety comes from people saying no to us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what's the worst that can happen? Like, if I went out there and talked to a, let's say, a lingerie store, and I was like, hey, I'm a photographer, I'd love to partner with you. What's the worst they can say? We don't like your work. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like that might hurt a little bit, but I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not everyone's photographer. Mm -hmm. And so if they say no, then I can go talk to someone else and they'll say yes. And honestly, for every yes, there is about eight or nine no's. So out of every ten people you talk to, you're going to get one yes. If you're lucky, you might get two one of the things that we do uh, when we're super slow and especially like at the end of the year towards the beginning of the year is we start calling corporate offices so accountants banks um, other financial institutions like uh, financial advisors uh, cpa firms uh, health companies so we call all these local businesses um To see if they need headshots. And literally what we do is we cold call them. We get their numbers and we call and say, hey, you know, I'm Zara with Zara Ashby Photography. We do corporate headshots. We're looking to see if you need to update your headshots. And literally from every 10 phone calls, I might get one yes. But when I get that one yes, it's typically a few thousand dollars worth of work.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, yes, I got nine no's. But in the two hours it took me to call the ten offices, I also got you know a booking for anywhere from fifteen hundred to three four thousand dollars worth of work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it sucks. The nose suck, but they didn't kill me. Right. <laughs> like I, I did not die at the end of the day. You're
0: still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think for me, the the thing that um, is most helpful and this varies obviously for person to person but for me the thing that's most helpful in overcoming that sort of anxiety is the act of actually doing it um i went i've been going to conventions like uh photo plus expo in um, new york and wppi in las vegas and my principal goal for going to those was to try to build relationships amongst vendors and things like that and so I was doing the in-person version of cold calling, which is walking around the vendor floor and talking to people and trying to strike up and build those relationships. And and the experience that I had was exactly what you details are. Like for every, whatever, 10 people I talked to, I got nine either like no's or just, you know, dead air, which is they right. never responded to my, you know, my overtures or, or my, my whatever. But out of that, I have made several, connections that are already being fruitful. Um, One wasn't an intentional one, which is this one right here, you and I, Zara. I mean, we we met at After Dark and WPPIs where we made these connections. Yep. Um, But I've also gotten connected with some companies that I'm starting to work with. Uh, So the more you do a thing, the more you realize, A, you're not gonna die, like Zara said, for the most part. I mean, you know. obviously anything could happen anywhere but you're not gonna die if you talk to somebody and they say no i'm not interested in whatever it is and and as much as the anxiety is real the more often you able you are able to push yourself to do this thing uh the easier it will get even though the yep. anxiety still flares up every single time yep. every single time
1: i mean You know, a decade in and I still get anxiety over calling people. I get anxiety over calling my own clients.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Yep, yep, exactly.
1: I think one of the (laughs) things that I used to do, and this is so silly and occasionally I'll still do it, is Mm -hmm. I would answer the phone as like someone else. Oh, really? So I would, you know, I'd pick up the phone. I know that like, you know, it's on my business line. So it's coming in for a call. And one, I would sometimes do it if I knew it was like possibly going to be a difficult conversation. Um, or two, sometimes if I like, you know, wanted to pot it off for later. But I would pick up the phone and say, you know, thank you for calling Zara Ashby photography. This is Stacy. How may I help you? <laughs> and then I'd be my own secretary.
0: <laughs> That's actually pretty you brilliant. Know?
1: And so that way a lot of people are afraid of saying no to their clients. Like we're afraid of hearing no and we're also afraid of saying no. And so if I was Stacy and I was just, you know, the <laughs> Stacy doesn't admin, give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> the acting girl. Well, Stacy's hands are tied behind her back. Like Stacy can't do anything without talking to Zara, <laughs> and it it sounds really silly, but it works. And a couple of years ago, when I was like rebuilding my business in Tucson, uh, my husband actually said he was like, I was like, you know, complaining about something or another, and he goes, "Well, honey, if if you had an employee who was working like you, what would you do?" and Without missing a beat, I was like, they'd be fired. (laughs) He goes, so why the hell are you running your business this way? And so he was like, you need to start separating yourself into the boss and into the employee. Like at the end of the night, write out the task that your employee has to do the next day. And that your employee needs to get those done, or she's gonna get fired.
0: And you're
2: and the
1: man, employee <laughs>
0: and the boss.
1: <laughs> I've I fired myself quite a few times, you know, <laughs> to get myself to where I am. So you know, having even if it's an imaginary assistant, or dragging one of your friends along, like I've done that so many times, where I'm like, I really want to go to a networking event, but I, honest to God, I'm having like the worst anxiety over it, even though you know I'm a fully grown adult who has lived on her own and who travels internationally apparently I can't go to a networking event and so I'll I'll drag a friend along and sometimes it's really great because they hype me up more than I I hype myself up so they'll start networking for me and getting me mm-hmm. clients so if mm-hmm. you know your best best friend your wife your husband you know your, your kid mom. <laughs> your mom yeah <laughs> Whoever, and my mom would totally do it for me. I mean, like, I I drag my mom to all kinds of things. I'm like, mommy.
0: Right, right.
1: I totally call her for everything. Um, But even, you know, like, my makeup girls, like, I will hang out with Chelsea and, like, we'll go to places. And I'm like, hey, like, I need a date for this event. Will you come with me? And it just, it works out so much better. Like, even though it's your business, like, your friends and family want to support you in it. And Mm -hmm. so asking for that help to like be able to approach people or even like if you're wanting to get into pet photography, heck, go into a groomer with your dog (laughs) or the vet. Like I have a a friend of mine who does do pet portraits and he's done all the pictures of my dogs Um, and his images are all over the vet offices for CSU. uh, Colorado State University has like a huge uh, pet oncology unit. And one of his dogs had cancer who was treated there. Um, So his images are all over the walls. He built that relationship like accidentally by taking his dog there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, your hairstylist, your nail salon, like the places you already go to, you can start doing that with.
0: Right, right. Now, Speaking of support, I wanted to take a moment to remind all of you of two things. Number one is that this show is available as a podcast as well, like I mentioned at the top of the show. And uh, you can subscribe to that podcast and revisit everything we've been talking about or catch it if you missed this live stream Uh, in any major podcast platform Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pick your podcast app. In addition to that, we have a merch store, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Thank you, Kim. Yes, my wife uh, spent the time to create this merch store for us. So we've got T-shirts, we've got we've got the coffee mugs for. Uh, uh, somebody was going to have 27 cups of coffee. That was Lindy. <laughs> Lindy was, Lindy was going to have 24 cups of coffee and be immortal. So, Lindy, you can get your business wind-up coffee cup if you want. You can get pins, you can get a tote bag, shirts, pillows, blankets. If you want to support uh, us and what we're doing here with these live streams, uh, this is a way that you could do that by picking up some merch. Uh, the other thing is that we've actually decided that uh, we want to challenge you we actually want to challenge you to act on the advice that we're giving so Zara what's the challenge that we have for this week
1: so for this week you guys are gonna go out and make three connections in your community and it could be your mom if if you need if you need it to be your mom (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I want you guys to go out and make three connections which will result in some kind of a booking. So whether it's a paid shoot, a portfolio shoot, or even if it's a coffee date, like that is totally fine with me. Um, And I want you guys to go ahead and come back into the group and for everyone post what your connection was, how did it go, or how you're planning for it to go if it hasn't happened yet. So I want three dates on your calendar for either a paid shoot, a portfolio shoot, or just a coffee date, lunch date, whatever it is, that where you're gonna be discussing your business and how you're gonna
0: be going forward. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is the real deal. Like, if you wanna build your business, this is the kind of stuff that you gotta do. So we wanna see you do this because the whole point of this is to help you guys grow your businesses, to help you make this into the thing that you want it to be. So this challenge is real, do this. And, and and share your successes and your failures in the group. And we'll be there to help you with all of that as much as we can. Because this is our community to do this. Uh, so we want to see this and, and we want to see you do it. So I cannot stress this enough. Do this thing, go out there. Maybe, maybe the thing you do is you make an appointment to be a guest at one of those networking groups because you feel that would be the right structure for you. Do that. Go to your local chamber of commerce and find out if there are any local, just sort of generic chamber of commerce, business networking events, go to one of those, but do this thing and then come back to the group and tell us about it. All right, so we got a a few comments that I want to cover here, and then we're going to wrap up the the show with a a little bit of Q&A that's tangential but not exactly related to the topic. So one of the comments here we had was from Steve. Steve said, my closest friend is a former Marine and part of the Amvets MC club. He asked last August if I wanted to take some images of their poker run. He said, I did it all day driving around, and it was a great time. He said I met some people and didn't care if it was free. From doing this, Steve says, I got a wedding and now they directly recommend me for anything photo-wise. Right? So he's got a See? whole he's got a whole motorcycle club recommending him for photography. And and he had a blast doing this thing and created a beautiful relationship there. He said I also offer them discounts for service. They are a good group of people, and this year I think I'll probably do more fun free day shoots just to hang out and provide images for their club. That's that's perfect, Steve. That's amazing. Uh, we've also got Sandy who said, I was just going to ask a question regarding this. Why not just get a secretary or PR person and you can just photograph and do what you love and leave the networking to someone who's good at it?
1: Yep, you absolutely can. Um, If you can afford one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: They are not cheap. And um, I actually have a couple of girls that work on commission for me. So their whole idea is to get me more clients and then I pay them a portion of whatever the session fee is. Um, This works great if they're motivated. Uh, However, my business is based on people liking me and people knowing me. And so because I've built my business that way I have to be involved Mm -hmm. so while I have someone who helps me with editing I have someone you know who helps me with admin stuff for the majority of it I do it myself and for someone who's just starting out like they just bought their first camera if they don't have the financial resources for that they're gonna have to do it themselves right so if you have the resources and you have someone who is great at it absolutely I am all for exporting out or not outsourcing your work. So you do have more time for yourself. But unfortunately, when you are a business owner and you're a small business, typically that means it's just you. And like, to me, my dollars are better spent on childcare right now so that I can work (laughs) versus paying that same amount for an assistant to sit here and do the networking for me.
0: And another thing to consider, and this, this doesn't mean that you can't find people who will, Work hard for you and passionately, but this was this was something that was hard for me to learn. Despite the fact that my wife quite literally tried to beat it into my head—not physically tried to beat it into my head—but <laughs> reminded me of this constantly, which is the fact that nobody will care as much about your business as you. Uh, that was a, that was a harder lesson for me to learn than it right. should have been. Uh, and so you can you can have people who will do the thing that you want them to do, whether you pay them or, or whatever it is, but remember that it's your business yep, and you're ultimately responsible for it. All right. So the the question that we had came from Frank uh, in the group. And uh, we want to just spend a little bit of time chatting about this because I think this is something that's important as well. Um, Frank's uh, Frank's question was, uh, I got to go back to it real quick. So Frank was saying, um, I want to switch to Sony, but their cheapest camera with two-card slot is the A7 III, and I don't have enough money for that. So I thought I would do like a Kickstarter and Indiegogo where I would ask for donations from my friends and family. And for every X amount, they would get a free portrait session. Uh, And he was wondering what our thoughts were on that. And uh, Zara, I'll let you start, and then I'll just follow up and add anything that I might have.
1: So I actually commented on this, and my... Response was a, a very adamant no. Um, I think kickstarters are great when you already have a product, or you're trying to fundraise for something that's going to develop into whatever. Like we have a friend who did it for a um, a board game that they were working, but they have a multi-million dollar board game company, and this was something new. They knew they could deliver on this product. Uh, kickstarters for things that we want are absolutely nutty. They, mm-hmm. they drive me crazy. This is my personal opinion. I have never done any kind of like fundraising to get me things I want. Now, if it's a need, like if God forbid I was in the hospital and I needed hospital bills covered or whatever, like obviously I would try to do it myself. But if it was a need, absolutely. Something like a GoFundMe is great. So there's a time and place However, I don't believe that gear makes you a good photographer. The reason why Frank wanted to get the camera was because he was feeling like he was missing focus. I shoot with Sony and I shoot with Sony and Sony glass, which means the autofocus on the eye should be perfect. I still miss focus. And I've been doing this for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Gear is not going to make you a better photographer. There are different ways. Like if you really want that gear, let's find a different way for you to get the money to get that camera, to get that new light. For example, I did a lot of things where I put things on credit cards. I'm not suggesting doing that. I actually, it's kind of a stupid idea. But I would have a credit card that had 0%. And if I absolutely needed something or felt like I really wanted, I would put it on that and then pay it off in like the 6, 12 months, whatever the 0% was for. What I would do now is I would break down what the cost of that camera is and figure out how many sessions I would need to shoot to get it. And then I would try to book those sessions. So let's say I can't remember exactly how much the – a7 three is. Um, I know my a7R three was like
0: I mean, $3,200. Like the, the camera plus the body is probably let's say four grand total.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> $4,000 right. for the camera plus the lens. How many sessions would that take you? So now if you're charging $40 a session, that's going to be a while. But what if you're charging $200 a session or $400 a session? If $400 a session, really you just need 10 sessions
2: mm-hmm.
1: right like, that's not that that's yeah. it.
0: and that's not that hard to do
1: and so what are some other ways of let's say the kickstart me the kickstarter idea was to um, offer free sessions right for each amount that people paid so take the kickstarter out of it
2: exactly and just say
1: okay i have three sessions i'm offering here is a package for $200 for an hour session plus five images, a package for $400 for an hour session plus 10 images and a package for $1,200 that is you know, two hours plus all of your images. And then go out to your friends, go and find people who are going to book you. Ask your family, ask your friends, put it up on Facebook, like go out to your local coffee shop, go out to your local bar or brewery, see who in the area could use those sessions, reach out to old clients, you will be amazed at how many times I've reached out to clients when I'm slow, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm gonna run a special on family sessions, do you guys need updated pictures? Or I reach out to my corporate clients, and I'm like, hey, it's been six months since we've done your last branding session. Do you guys need new images? Because I see you're reusing a lot of them. And these people are like, oh, yeah, we've been meaning to call you for months. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I should have done this sooner. <laughs> you like, We forget how many resources we actually have. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we're afraid to ask
0: Directly. For the business, yeah. A- asking through Kickstarter is kind of like an indirect way of asking, and uh, I agree with you, Zara. Like for me, that's a hard no. Um, it, it's it's different when it's funding a thing that a person is trying to create, like the board game. Like you know, somebody's trying to fund a movie. Somebody's funding a brand new product they're trying to create. But right. like you said earlier, when it's something that you want. Uh, it just it just comes off different and you're way, way better off doing everything that Zara just said. I don't need to repeat any of it because that's exactly what I would have said.
1: And I think the other thing too is people forget that like – so something for like Kickstarter or I think a lot of those other ones. Like unless you meet your goal, you don't, you don't get the money. You don't
0: get the money, right, right.
1: And so you're going to spend all this effort – and maybe you get to like thirty six hundred dollars, but because you didn't meet your goal, you're not gonna get the money.
0: And they also take a cut of that money. So if yep. you if your goal is four grand, they're gonna take whatever ten, twenty, thirty percent. You're still down three, four, five, six hundred bucks. So you're better off just going directly to the source, like Zara said, booking, figuring out the cost you need to make, and then booking the the clients, the sessions, the jobs to get that money and fund the gear that you want, right? Like this is your business. Yep. If you want to invest in it, go make the money to invest in it. Uh, and You know, John Lewis said, Zara, you just made my day. I'm not, it's not just me that misses focus. And Dean said the same too, me too. (laughs) And I'm in the same club with you guys. I miss focus too because our cameras aren't perfect and we can point it at the the subject and we can have the eye detect on or we can put that focus point there. But sometimes the camera's just going to shit the bed and miss focus. It doesn't matter if it's Sony or not. You know what you do? You just retake the shot.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I absolutely. And one of my rules is I like, I take, two or three frames of every single shot because I know like I shoot with the best gear that there currently is arguably like I shoot with a sony a9 and I have all sony glass like g master level g serious lenses like it's supposed to be dummy proof (laughs) and I can show you guys images just from recent shoots where I'm like oh wait that's not focused or oh wait like my aperture was too wide open, and now you know I only have the kid's eyeball in focus, and the rest of the family is blurry. Like, That's just a skill set, and you can do that with an iPhone. You can do that with a Sony camera, and you can do it with Canon, Nikon, whatever. It doesn't matter what your gear is. It matters what your skill level
0: is. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, we should probably wrap this bad boy up, huh?
1: I think so, we're All at right. 10, so. yeah. and I'm, I am almost out of white.
0: I just so. finished mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Number one, do not forget to challenge people. We want you to do this, like I said earlier, we want you to build your business. So get out there, make those three networking appointments on your calendar, And and by appointment, I mean the thing you're going to do. You don't have to actually make an appointment. But do that, report back to the group with your successes and your failures and what you are doing. And if you would like to support what we're doing here, you can go check out our merch store. The link is easy to remember. It's shp.photo slash bizmerch. We would love to have your support. Anything that you could do to do that would be amazing, whether it's sharing these streams with other people, sharing the podcast or buying some of that merch.
1: Yep. Or even inviting people into the group. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep, absolutely. So
1: that they can they can see it too. And if you guys have questions too, please make sure to actually let us know what your questions are.
0: Yeah, yeah. And probably the easiest way to ask questions that you want us to answer um, in real time or on the show is to join the group. Ask your questions there. We can talk about them on the show uh, as well as actually answer them in the group because that's part of what the group is for is so that you don't have to just wait for Wednesdays to get help with the challenges that you're facing. So, awesome. <laughs> Let's wrap this up for real this time. Thank you very much everybody for joining us.
2: Have a great week. Thank you. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.